Welcome to the Quantum Biology Collective Podcast, where we break down the practical applications of this emerging science, starting with healthy light habits and going wherever the quantum superhighway takes us. This is your host, executive and life coach Meredith Oak, with a quick reminder that podcasts are conversations, not consultations. But if you're looking for one of those, do check out our free practitioner directory at quantumbiologycollective.org. So a lot of us, when we hear the word medical intuitive, we are tempted to close our minds, throw that term into the woo-woo bucket and move on to something that has more hard science behind it. I would invite you to keep your skepticism, but move forward into this topic anyway. Uh, I know for a lot of you, you're already there. You may already be practicing something like this. You're already deep down this rabbit hole. But for some of us, words like medical intuition are like, hmm, I don't know. Sounds a little woo-woo. So if that's the case, I would invite you to do a couple of things. The first thing is to make sure that you listen to last week's episode with Carrie Bennett, where she breaks down the ether and really gives us some scientific explanation for the invisible forces at play that are all around us that we cannot recognize with our senses or even with um, our scientific instruments yet. The next thing I would have you do is to really come into this interview with my guest, Wendy Coulter, uh, with a nicely opened mind. She is, Wendy is a, a medical intuitive. She also runs a program where she certifies health and wellness practitioners in medical intuition. She's had doctors go through her program. She's had many, many nurses go through her program, health coaches. Anybody with a health and wellness background is eligible to be trained in this field. And what she has done is really professionalized something that was real that was on the fringe for many, many decades. Medical intuition is not new, but Wendy's approach is. And she has done studies and been published in an academic journal showing the deep effectiveness of this approach. And she herself has done a ton of work um, to make this field palatable to the medical community. Uh, and the results that she gets and what she's able to see with this approach is really incredible. She explains a lot of it in the interview. And I just want to give a brief glimpse into her bio so that we can understand the level that Wendy has approached this from. So she is the CEO of The Practical Path, the founder and CEO, which is the school that uh, certifies medical intuitives. She also wrote a book on the topic, which won a very prestigious award. It's the Nautilus Silver Award in Mind, Body, Spirit Practices. It also won the International Book Award in Alternative Health Medicine. Uh, and Wendy serves on the um, Integrative Health Policy Consortium, the IHPC. She is on the Bioenergy and Health Committee. Uh, she is also the president of the National Organization for Medical Intuition. Associations are very important when you're trying to professionalize a field. That's why we have the QBC. Um, and she is also a member of the Consciousness and Healing Practitioners Council. So Wendy is an extraordinary person who realized uh, the value of a skill set um, but also saw that it needed what it needed in order to become accepted by a more mainstream medical establishment. So this is 
uh, a continuation of our theme from last week with Carrie in the ether, where we really are bridging that gap between um, hard science and what has been typically uh, pushed out to the fringe and ignored. And because of people like Wendy, uh, we're coming to a place where it's no we can no longer ignore it. And because of the epidemic health crises going on in populations all over the world, we're coming to a place where we absolutely need it. So if you have any curiosity about medical intuition, how it works, what it does, what goes into it, you are going to absolutely enjoy this conversation. I loved, loved, loved chatting with Wendy, and I learned so much uh, about this radical yet ancient approach. Enjoy. All right. Welcome to the Quantum Biology Collective Podcast, Wendy Coulter. I'm so happy to have you here. As I was just saying, I heard an interview with you months ago, and I was deep into doing only light interviews, but now it's 2024. I'm branching out, so I'm so happy to have you on. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Meredith. It's a pleasure. All right. So uh, Wendy is the author of the book, Essentials of Medical Intuition, A Visionary Path to Wellness. So Wendy, I'm I'm pretty sure most of my audience is going to be way open to the idea of medical intuition. Um, but let's let's sort of start at the beginning and maybe start with a more skeptical person in mind. Could you explain what medical intuition is and in a general way how it, it complements other things? All right, great. So medical intuition, I, I like to start with what it isn't. Okay, <laughs> Sometimes perfect. that's helpful. <laughs> so it's not a treatment. It's not a modality. It's not an intervention. Uh, the way energy healing might be an intervention or seeing your doctor and getting, you know, whatever. Those are interventions. It's not that. What it is, is an energetic intuitive assessment process to review, to assess, to evaluate the physical body and the biofield. And it's done using intuitive skill sets. And that's a whole other conversation we can get into. But uh, the value of it we found over the years is that it can help, first of all, the client or in if working with a, a physician or a, a practitioner, the patient, um, help them understand what's going on in the physical body and the physiology and in the biofield, which is the auric field and the chakra system, the energy systems of the body, uh, to find out the root causes of illness and balance and disease. And we're looking at it not just from the lens that typical medical profession does, which is just the physiology, just the body. We're looking at it to see what the, what the emotional, mental, and spiritual causes might be as well. That information in my practice goes to the client and that client can take that to their healthcare providers. And uh, lots and lots of case studies I can go into about all of this, but that's the, that's the gist of it. Okay. Um, I love this. And it's so interesting because what, it, what I'm hearing you say is that it's not, um, so it's not a modality in the way like I might go and get a sound, get sound healing done or have a chiro chiropractic adjustment. This is more like 
getting your labs done on an energetic level. That's such a great way to say No one's ever said that to me before. I love it. It's kind of like that. Yeah, it, it goes deeper than just that, though. But that is something that medical intuitives can do. Um, obviously, it doesn't take the place or replace any kind of uh, testing or treatment or medical care or medical advice. It's not that at all. It's right. information. Uh, yes. And medical intuitives do not and should not diagnose unless they're licensed to do so. We don't prescribe. Uh, we don't do any of that. It is information for the client or patient uh, or the or the pro healthcare provider for working directly with one. Uh, that information is meant to inform and um, illuminate rather than directly affect anything. And let me give right. you the principle here. Okay. The, the principle, the underlying principle is that the physical body and the biofield holds or stores information, uh, not only physical information, which you'd expect the body to do, but also this whole story, you could say, of the origins of an imbalance uh, and the imbalance itself. It stores this information for decades. And there's a lot of actual research around this uh, when you look into what's called ACEs, uh, Adverse Childhood Experiences. Uh, there's tons of research on this. The CDC has done research um, and it's fascinating research. And the idea there is the same premise, which is early life trauma or early life you know, experiences can show up later in life as imbalances in health, physical and emotional and mental health. Uh, we also see this in the work um, of psychoneuroimmunology, where they talk about uh, how our emotions affect our ability to heal, you know, mm -hmm. or uh, and all of that. And we also see it in epigenetics, another new-ish field that talks about trauma that's passed down through generations. So, what medical intuitives have been doing, kind of, you know, naturally for centuries, is now, frankly, being studied by science and and validated in terms of what we have been able to bring forward. So there's this really fun and fascinating time we're in where these spiritual, so to speak, uh, practices are starting to get corroborated through science, which is very exciting. It really is. And it's um, in the world that like our little community here, where we look at the science of quantum biology, it absolutely validates every single thing. And that's why I wanted to have you on because we're starting to like be able to like explain the mechanisms of so many of these things, like the structured water that fills our body is a liquid crystal that stores memory and the yeah. biofield and the ether, which stores memory. So it then the next step with, in having someone who's able to read those memories yeah, uh, seems so clear and like such a good idea. And I, uh, I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I love that you have um, created a, a certification and a way to train people to be able to do this because yeah. it, it does take the woo out of it. And that's, I have many questions, but, but one I do want to ask because I see this comes up a lot is sometimes people do get to a point where they're like, okay, I do you know, all of the traditional way of ways of trying to figure out what's going on with myself or my child are not working. Like I want to get that. I want to go to that person who sees things that other people don't see. Yeah. And 
there's usually some kind of a little bit of confusion, like, should I go to a psychic? Should I go to a shaman? And, you know, and so explain how a medical intuitive is, is different from those things. And mm -hmm. why if it's a, if it's a health related reason, it makes sense to do medical intuition. Well, you know, you're asking a really important question. Um, and I'll answer it in a way that's real for the field right now. There is no one way to practice medical intuition at this point. <laughs> right. um, you know, we're 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 working on, um, and, and I'll talk about this later if you want. But there, um, I'm the president of a newly formed uh, national organization for medical intuition, and we're not here to tell people how to practice, but we are here to talk about ethics mm -hmm. and standards of practice. So I'll get into that right. later if you'd like to talk about it. So th the reason I'm saying that is because. The people that are joining the organization have a myriad ways to do their work, but the definition that the National Organization for Medical Intuition, and I'll shorten it by saying we call ourselves NOMI, okay. <laughs> um, NOMI's definition is that if you're going to call yourself a medical intuitive, you had better know how to read the physiology and anatomy of the body, because that is what the word in medical implies, <laughs> that right. you can visually or intuitively or emotionally or however you use your intuitive senses, understand the workings and be able to explain to your client or patient or whatever, what's going on in that realm, not just the biofield, not only the biofield, I should say. And that was the distinction that we've made. So that may be okay. the distinction that you're, you're asking about. Yeah. Uh, and typically, if you look into historical records and certainly contemporary records of what the definition of medical intuition is, you don't need to look any further than Carolyn Mace and um, uh, Edgar Casey, both of whom did that, <laughs> right? And they're kind right. of in, in modern times, you know, in contemporary times, we think of those two folks as sort of the originators. They're not, it goes way back. Um, but shamanism, I can't speak to because I don't know enough about it. Uh, and the other one you asked about was? A psychic. A psychic. Well, you know, the funny thing about the word psychic and shamanism is that it's all about intuition yes, <laughs> and intuitive practices, however you learn them, all of which are wonderful and all of which are valid and should be validated. Um, medical intuition, the way I practice it and teach it is a very specific method that mm -hmm. I've developed over the years. Um, it has to do with looking, I use a, the visual sense of intuition, which is clairvoyance, which means clear seeing. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's I, when I lecture and talk at medical uh, integrative healthcare conferences, if you say the word clairvoyance, you'll clear a room of doctors faster than <laughs> snapping your fingers. They don't want to hear that word. I was going to say. Right. How does that, that go over? <laughs> not well. I can't talk about it that way. But when you talk about it and you say, look, use your mind's eye. Mm -hmm. And I use an intuitive practice that involves your mind's eye. They go, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, hmm, that's not so strange. So, you know, there's ways to talk about it. But um, that practice for me, and the only correlation I have for it in the world that makes sense to them or to people is it looks like a real time or a real life MRI, which isn't true. MRIs are in black and white. I see in color and, you know, full everything. Right. And MRIs can be kind of shadowy in certain places. I see the detail and we can see down to the cellular level. Someone asked me mm -hmm. if we could see to the subatomic level. And I said, well, why not? 
I know Uh medical intuitives that are working in scientific circles that are doing that. So the practice of, it's funny, the word psychic is another stigmatized word, um, but it means something similar. It means that you're using what I call the meta senses, meaning beyond, meta beyond our typical five senses. Mm -hmm. Everybody has them. Everybody can use them. But whether or not you want to train yourself Mm -hmm. in a specific format Uh, In medical intuition, for example, I train in in the visual site because I want to see what's going on in the body. I literally want to see it. I don't want to, you know, feel it, (laughs) for example. Right. Uh, That that takes practice. It takes a good teacher. It takes an ethical uh, practice. It takes a lot of things that are still forming in this field, you know, Mm -hmm. of of energy work of all kinds. That was a long answer. (laughs) No, I love it. And it's it's very clarifying because... I know, you know, I know a lot of times people come to that moment where they want, they're ready for this level of help, but they're just not exactly sure what to call it or how to to access it. Yeah. That's really interesting. And I love the, I love being able to see into the subatomic. I bet, I know that um, some people who've studied with us are going to hear you and just want to come and learn your, (laughs) your, learn your, um, how to do this with you. And they're going to. They're going to go there. It's going to be so fun. I can't, I can't wait to hear these future yeah. experiences. Okay. So I wanted to, to circle back to a couple other things you talked about. So you talked about, so we talked about how the medical intuition is about getting information from, from deeper levels and other places mm-hmm. that you can't get in a, from a normal lab or, or no normal MRI. So mm-hmm. what is, what does that information look like? So like if I had a session, what do you, what do you hand, what do you hand over to me after? So there's several ways that I look at it and that my students and graduates work. Um, First thing I'm going to do is look at the physical body. I want to ask, it it is ultimately a dialogue between my intuitive sense and the body's consciousness and bodies have their own consciousness. Uh, That's you know, if you look at the work of Bruce Lipton and others, you know, you'll see mm-hmm. that great stuff. And that's how I experienced it too. The, body, the cells have their own perspectives, the organs, the systems. And mm. so I want to know what's going on there, where are things out of balance and how it can be balanced. That's the first thing, because that's what people come to a medical intuitive for is like, what's going on for me, you know, physically, what's going on for my health. And so that's where I'll start. And I'll do a a broad and overview scan and I'll do a deeper scan uh, and I'll get information from my client about that. And that's the first step. And that takes probably half the session and that's, or more. And that's really the crux of medical intuition. Now I want to find out why it's there. (laughs) What's going on? What caused it? Because when you think about it from the energetic perspective or the quantum even perspective, something Mm -hmm. starts somewhere and then is manifested. And the way the body works, how I've seen over the years, is the physical manifestation is the nth degree, so to speak. It's like it gets to a point and then it manifests, you know? Um, And so I want to follow that trail backwards to see where this began. And I'm looking at it physically, you know, Mm -hmm. where did this begin physically? Where did it begin emotionally, mentally? Where did it begin in the life history? What does the energy from the spiritual perspective, want the my client to know about it. Now, what does their guidance say about this? 
what is what are the life lessons for them in all of this? This is where you get this kind of you can hear it's kind of this broad spectrum that's incredibly specific to you, you know. Yes. But it has to do with everything, not just you know give me a pill to cure my ill. You know that's yes. the, that's the old fashioned way. We're hoping <laughs> eventually it's not enough because I'll tell you yeah. why, because people don't heal, right? Yeah. People don't right. sometimes heal. And when they don't, how fascinating is it to find out why? Yes. Right. And that's a lot of the people who come to medical intuitives in general are folks who haven't had a lot of success with conventional medicine. Yeah. And there are a lot of people like that who just feel that they've been almost abandoned by conventional medicine because what the doctors will do is they'll say, I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do for you, which is a terrible (laughs) thing. And no doctor wants to do that. I want everybody to hear this. I've spoken with a lot of doctors and I train doctors. They don't want to say that to anyone, but sometimes they have to. So I've gotten so many referrals and so do many medical intuitives from doctors who just say, I don't know what's going on. Can you can you look? And the anecdotal stories that we have, and hopefully we're going to be gathering these in more research, are just phenomenal, where the medical intuitive sees where the origin, the problems or the imbalances are, and can relate that to the doctor and the patient can have relief. They can find a way forward. That's the whole point. Right. And it, it's almost like it opens a door as opposed yeah. to being like standing at a brick wall. Yeah. <laughs> like there's no, like I've tried everything and there's no way forward. Now you've, you've, you're opening up all these new portals to explore. And so Plus, there's, there's yeah. a path forward, like, oh, it, I could go this way. I could yeah. do this. That's exactly right. And what's really fun about medical intuition as a medical intuitive is I learn every reading I do, every session I do, I learn more because I'm tapped into, you could call it the quantum field. (laughs) That's how I do my work. And so that means, you know, what is that? Well, you could call that like everything and anything, right? It, it, It holds everything and anything. Therefore, I learn things that I would have no knowledge of. Uh, one right. of my favorite stories in the book, if you don't mind me. Please uh, tell really it. Like, yeah, I was going to ask for some case the, studies. Yeah. So the book is full of case studies because I feel like there's not enough out there. Yeah. Um, and uh, one, one that's springing to mind here uh, was this wonderful gentleman uh, who had just had some kind of emergency intestinal surgery and his doctor was recommending, and he had developed a hernia. And his doctor was recommending a surgery with mesh and all this stuff. And he was really worried about that because there was a lot of, there's a lot of rejection of mesh. You know, there's a lot of lawsuits over that. And he called me to see what I could see. And I won't go through the whole session, but what's really fun about this one was um, the, the, his, now I, I work with people's guidance and it's, it's, again, it's this connection to quantum field. And what I saw was that there was all of this was some years ago, there was all of this research going on outside of the US on how to take a piece of mesh, code it with the patient's stem cells and and insert it and the body doesn't reject it, right? Because that's the issue with mesh is the body rejects it and then there's all these problems. So the mesh is is something that the the surgeon puts inside. Yes, it's, it's like a surgical procedure to, tame or you know contain the the hernia but okay. 
But so I'm looking at this going, okay, I just got to tell you, there's this research going on in China and this other place, and you might be able to find this online. And, and I said, it's where you coat the stem cells and the body doesn't reject it. And it could be safer. And you might want to talk to your doctor about that. <laughs> and he's like, I've never heard of that. So <laughs> I got off the call and immediately I'm on Google, which happens all the time. And I found it and I sent him the research. It had just happened. They had just published the research a month before. <laughs> so the research yeah. came through in your reading of yes, him when exactly. he was at when he was asking about the surgery. <laughs> oh my goodness, that, that is great? so funny. <laughs> it's it's so much fun and so yes. interesting. I learned things about you know healthcare and opportunities and options that I never ever you know there's not enough time in in life to mm -hmm. learn everything. That's one of the wonderful things about this process. So it just like dropped that information in there for you. I asked for it. I asked to yes. see what could help and it showed me. It's a very deliberate process. I call it ask and receive. You ask for information, it shows up. One of the things about intuition that people get wrong, in mm -hmm. my opinion, is yes. they think, you know, they don't know how to work with it. It's like, well, sometimes I get an intuition and sometimes I don't. I'm like, well, guess what? You can cultivate this as a skill set so it comes on demand. That's what I teach. And that's how I work. And, you know. <laughs> well, and this, I think, is so, so important, right? Because I think you've just explained sort of why intuition gets dismissed yep. is because we don't understand. And sometimes it pops up and it's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> um, but it feels so mysterious and vague and aim <laughs> and ethereal that it's like, well, we, it certainly couldn't be something that I just like rely on. You and you're saying that's you not can. Good. Yeah. Not only can you rely on it. Um, well, here's, here's how I describe it. And I'm going to okay. segue into the research that I did to do the best I could to prove this. Um, where I forgot my train of thought here. What did I just, <laughs> we were talking about how you can rely on it. Yeah. It's, it's like a, you want to ask, ask your intuition, you can ask it. It's not something you have to wait to pop up right? when exactly. it's in the mood or <laughs> exactly. You know, it's okay. not, it's not like a flashes of insight, which is what I call, you know, these hits, so to speak, mm -hmm. or these downloads. You hear people talk about it a lot of different ways. Um, the way I describe the education that I teach is that you are going to be learning to work a new muscle um, okay. because it's not, Intuition is natural, just like dancing is natural. You know, you, you may want to like just get up and move your body. But if you want to learn to be a dancer, there's rigor and practice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then you learn skills. <laughs> well, intuition's the same way, honestly. And so if you want to learn my practice, there's a, a learning curve. That learning curve is working a new muscle. Some people say, oh gosh, this is like learning a new language. And I'm like, yeah, it takes practice and you need a good teacher <laughs> you know? yes. and you need time. You need to take the time to get it done because it's not, and if it was inherent, it's inherent to everybody, but we'd be living in a much different society if there was acceptance for intuitive ability. We're not. We're living in a very repressed society for this. And and because of that, um, you don't learn it from the time you're a child unless you grew up in a very unusual household. So getting back to the proof of intuition as repeatable, which is what science always wants, measurable yeah. and repeatable. Can I talk about my research here? Do you mind? Please if I, do. I yeah. Because I think that's what 
really sets you apart. And one of the reasons I was so excited to talk to you is because you are able to translate what for many of us is this, you know, uh, mysterious woo into a very successful published um, peer-reviewed piece of research that has been picked up in many places. So please tell us how you did that and what you found. Well, where it began was me looking into the existing research on medical intuition specifically, not on psychic psychic processes or quantum mm-hmm. theory or any of that. There's a lot of that too, but I wanted to see what the medical intuitives have done over the years. And there's very little research and what research there is has been inconclusive, although very intriguing. Um, okay. And um I knew, you know, teaching this work for over 15, you know, about 15 years here now and being a medical intuitive for over 20 years, I knew that my students were getting hit after, you know, it's like the clients were coming back going, yeah, you nailed this, you nailed this, you nailed that. It's like we, right. we knew that already. And so I wanted to see if we could quantify that. And okay. so uh, what we did was um, I worked with uh, some colleagues in San Diego at the UCS uh, University of California, San Diego. Mm-hmm. And the study was... Um, uh, five of the graduates of my graduates in my program, and we had 67 participants from the community, and some of them were patients from UCSD Medical, which was really fun. And the medical intuitives were blinded. We did not give them access to any of the patient's information, uh, health information. They just did what we call cold readings. Um, and the participants basically rated them in a survey, and we came out with... Um, Oh, and also we don't, we keep our eyes closed. That's another thing that's important in our work is that we don't want any input <laughs> okay. uh, other than, other than verbal we'll ask, you know, that we allow people to ask questions, but um, we don't want to see visually. Cause that's one of those things you're, oh, you saw that my blah, blah was this way. And therefore, you know, no, no, no. <laughs> right. So we did it as blinded as we could literally. <laughs> what we came out with was 94% accuracy in the medical intuitives location and evaluation of the of the participants' primary health issue, wow. uh, ninety four. That's the highest we've seen in any of the studies uh, that have been done. We also, believe it or not, saw one hundred percent accuracy, which is one of those numbers that you know science is always scratching their head over. One hundred percent accuracy in the secondary issue, uh, which doesn't surprise me because. We do see these things. Wow. Uh, we also, yeah, we also saw, uh, there's a lot of data, but I'll pull out a few nuggets. Um, about half of the participants had a known diagnosis. They knew they were working with something with their doctors. And the medical intuitives, uh, they rated the medical intuitives as 94% consistent with their descriptions of their known diagnosis. They didn't diagnose but right. what they described was exactly right on with that diagnosis. So that was that that particular piece of data wow. got the attention of yeah. the medical world. They're like, "What are you doing over there?" Um, they don't even get ninety four percent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I was okay. talking about earlier uh-huh. with the life history and all of that ninety eight percent accuracy in describing life experiences that may have led to the health issues the the participants resonated and you know they rated them very high for that 98% is pretty outstanding so <laughs> yeah again you know it's like 
when you look at the <clears throat> at the research that has gone down, one of the things that I think has hindered the process has been um, the medical intuitives not having a protocol or a process that is repeatable to this degree. And for that, I'm extremely grateful to the students and I'm grads and I'm proud of the program for that reason. And that's really what I set out to do is something that is repeatable, uh, reliable, uh, you can count on it and you can get good information. Yeah. Well, that is, that is really extraordinary and <laughs> congratulations and thank you for, um, for building that, that yeah. study and executing it. And I'm not surprised at those results, although I'm all, I am surprised it's both. <laughs> it's so much fun to see how it. it works, <laughs> that all the information's there. Of course, if you're trained to read it, you could see it, but also yeah. on the other hand, like to have those numbers. Well, you want so, to prove it. You got to prove yeah. it to people. Otherwise they don't take you seriously. That uh, study was published in the Journal of Integrative and Complementary Medicine, which is a very respected uh, integrative uh, journal, medicine journal. And it really did make some waves. I think it was like a high impact study when it, when it came out, meaning, you know, tons of people looked at it and read it and right. it was downloaded and shared and all referenced all over the place. I bet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so just to clarify, so you would have someone who was, who was, had been thoroughly trained in medical intuition, um, go into, would they be in the presence of the patient or client? The way we work, the way I teach is to be either on the phone, on Zoom. Most of these were done uh, remotely in that regard, okay. but with but with the, the participant on the phone or on the on Zoom, somewhere in person, it doesn't matter. It's a remote skill. It's based on quantum theory, you know, quantum practice. It's it's non-local, put it that way. I like yes. that word a lot. Yeah. So and we don't actually need the patient or client there either. We can do this completely remotely, uh, which is really fun for doctors to think about because a lot of them don't want to use it with their patient directly, but they want access to the information. So mm. with permission from the patient, they can do this remotely as well. I mean, 100% remotely. So there's a lot of applications for this in healthcare. Yes. Yeah. And so, so do a lot of people use this in conjunction, like they're a doctor or they're a nurse. I know you do a lot of work with nurses, which yeah. uh, I'm not surprised by. I hear a lot from nurses. That's your <laughs> they're, in a, they're in a very interesting place in the world right now, seeing mm -hmm. everything. But anyway, um, so that it would be something that they, they pull in in order to make decisions, or it could be just like a standalone, like you go to see a medical intuitive and they give you their reading and that's the end. It's both. Me either. It's both. Yeah, I, I work yeah. as a standalone. I, I don't work in a clinic environment at this point, mm -hmm. um, but I'm also don't have that background. I'm not. I didn't come from healthcare to this, uh, but all of my students come from healthcare. I teach. My program is open to anyone who is in health and wellness care. And we have some criteria there for qualification, but I teach loads of nurses, acupuncturists, massage therapists, certainly MDs, uh, allied healthcare. Uh, that's my particular program because I made the decision some time ago that this is where it's needed. Um, yeah. You know, acupuncturists, chiropractors, all of that great stuff, health coaches. Um, 
And so I don't necessarily teach lay people. However, we do want people who are interested in this, who want to make it a career. We do, uh, you know, give, uh, we consult on how to get from where you are to where you want to be, nutrition count, nutritionist, all of that is legitimate. And Mm -hmm. so how people use it is within their fields. So I can't say, use it this way, use it that way. I can say, here are are the skill sets you're going to learn. You're going to come out of this with this ability and how you apply it is going to be very exciting. So we have nurses working in the ICU. We have nurses working in the ER on the hospital floors at bedside and they're using their skills. Now, can they use them openly? We don't know yet. (laughs) We don't know yet, but we're working on it. We're working on it. And, And actually, I've got something to tell you about that. There's some new research happening. We're just about to launch a new study um, on this. But let me me back up a minute and say, either way, all of the practitioners that come through the program can use, and many do, most do, start another business of theirs as Mm -hmm. a medical intuitive and they adjunct it with whatever it is they do. For example, an acupuncturist might say, okay, let's have a medical intuitive session first. I'm going to get the lay of the land. I'm Mm going to look at all this. I'm going to inform my practice this way. And then they have, they put on the different hat. They're the acupuncturist and they do their work based on what they discerned in the medical intuitive session. It is incredibly helpful for them. Wow. Uh, the, the psychologists, the mental health care folks who are able to do this mm-hmm. also have just the stories we're getting back are just phenomenal about how their patients are healing faster, are, you know, releasing things more readily. And I found that in my practice too early on, why I began doing this. Um, do we have time for that? Yeah. I'll, we got I'll, all the time we want. <laughs> this is great. You tell me. <laughs> I'll segue a little bit because this kind of yeah. informs what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Well, I started out as an energy healer in this field, mm-hmm. you know, 20 something years ago. Yeah. And I would do healing after healing. And sometimes, and then there's like energy and removing things and, you know, what energy healers generally do. And I found that some of my clients, you know, would just let things go. They'd have a great session. They'd leave later and then they'd come back and the thing would be there again. Right. right? I'm like, okay, well, why is that? What's going on? And I noticed that I was able to see into the body. That was kind of a natural um, uh, effect of being, you know, kind of visual to start with. And I developed that myself over time and, you know, whatnot. And I could see right into their bodies anyway. And I could see their life history. And I'm like, Instead of just giving them this information in little spurts, you know, as many healers do, like, well, I see your mother, you know, well, yeah. I can't get really far into it because I'm, <laughs> you know, and I thought, you know, what if I sit back and just look before I do any healing work? Could I get information? And mm. I did that with the clients that agreed to that. And then I did my healing and I found that they were letting go of things energetically that they were, that were stuck for years, decades. And they would say, oh my gosh, that was so deep and so profound with the information, right? So mm-hmm. what was happening, and I write about this in the book, uh, is energetically, so to speak, their permission levels went up to heal. Um... And so the the imparting of information became that, that door opening for them to actually release things. So it's really fascinating. And it's not, it's not coming from their own mind or psyche or memories. Mm -hmm. It's coming from the information that is stored within their energy systems. And some of it you would never remember, right? We have this wonderful Mm -hmm. thing called the Nile, which frankly keeps us safe. Yeah. uh, And, you know, so we don't fritz out all the time. Yeah. 
but the, the, you know, the energy doesn't have denial in it. It just looks, you know, if you look for it and ask for it, it'll show up. So in any case, we're not here to trigger people. We're here to give them information that's yeah. valid and relevant for them and see what happens. And in every case, it's like, been woof. oh, wow, I didn't remember. Oh, you know, off it goes. So getting back to what I was talking about, if I can remember, <laughs> um, the research that we're doing now is, um, oh, I know what I was going to say. Uh, the graduates of the program are reporting back all the time. And what we're mm -hmm. seeing is more and more of our medical intuitive grads are being hired as medical intuitives in clinical setting. This is the brass ring we've always wanted. And to see this happening is so gratifying. Well, they come into it with their certification, with 200 hours of training, with their own skill sets. Mm -hmm. And uh, the doctors and clinics and psychologists or whatever want them. Uh, and so wow. this is very exciting. So that is that in. Yeah. such good news. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is why I wanted to say that first, because the next batch yeah. of research, which I've just partnered with the Institute of Nordic Sciences, we've been working on this for a year. And um, it is a, a new study that will gauge the clinician's idea of the usefulness of medical intuition in the clinical process, which is something no one has ever studied. So what we're going to have is a medical intuitive, mm -hmm. a doctor or clinician, meaning someone who's a diagnostician, like a family medicine doctor, for example, or yeah. a nurse practitioner, and their patients who have had issues that have not resolved, or they can't get it, you know, to a diagnosis about it or whatever. We're going to put the three of them together in a session, and we're going to have the medical intuitives do their work, and uh, and then they're going to have some private time alone with the doc the doctors or the clinicians as well. But all three of them are going to be together, and we're going to see what happens. <laughs> that is amazing. Isn't that okay, so the first study was sort of validating the accuracy of it. Mm -hmm. And this is validating the what the efficacy of it, the efficacy, the, the usefulness. It's it's not necessarily the practitioners about working with the person. Exactly. So what we want to see, we decided not to do one of those gold standard RCT studies for this, because we are not here to replace any gold standard medical procedure. Right. right. Yes. So it's like, why would we do that? Yeah. If you already have a test for it, that's a gold standard. You don't need us. Right. right. So what, what do they need us for? We it, Honestly, we talked about this for months about how to structure the study. Mm -hmm. And um, this particular study was based on the only doctor I could find that actually works with a medical intuitive openly in her practice. And I interviewed her for the book. Uh, she's in New York. She works in a clinic. She has her own clinic in a hospital, believe it or not. Oh, and wow. she brings in her medical, she and her medical intuitive have been working together for over 10 years. And they do this. They have this little round robin with the patients that are agree to it, that want it. Yes. And the, the success they've had, I interviewed three of her patients as well, and they were over the moon with this. And we asked her, you know, we want to use this protocol. She was like, go for it. And so that's because that's where we want to see medical intuitives. Yes. We want to see them working with doctors, working in the clinical environment, being part of the team, the healthcare team, uh, because of the value we, that we know we bring. And I also want to say there are, there are doctors who have brought at least one uh, medical intuitive into the ER. There's an ER doctor in San Diego who works or has worked with a medical intuitive by her side. 
Um, there are doctors themselves that are medical intuitive that are started, starting to come out of the closet and say, you know, I do this. Right. Um, and, you know, work with their medical boards as best they can with it. Uh, so we're seeing a real shift here in the whole concept of whether or not intuition can be incorporated. And it can. It can. Yeah. That's so amazing. And it lines up so beautifully with, um, you know, I just did an interview that um, will have aired the week before this um, about the ether and the structured water, as I was saying earlier, right? And all there's all of this science that shows that what the medical intuitive is seeing is a real thing. We just, it's just not... Um, visible to our accepted senses. It's this, we need, <laughs> as I love that term, meta senses to see it. Mm -hmm. And so it's all coming together. And I think coalescing into this beautiful movement. It's so amazing. I love this work. Okay. This is super <laughs> exciting. And, and I, and I really appreciate you saying that about the doctors too, because it's very easy to get down on the poor doctors and I've developed yeah. so much compassion since oh, yeah. I've started talking to them and interviewing them, as you were saying earlier, like they don't want to shrug their shoulders and say, sorry, <laughs> you're in this weird gray area where you're not sick enough for me to help you, but you're not well enough to have a nice life. <laughs> sorry. It's a very, it's a, not only that, um, Doctors are burning out. Nurses are yeah. burning out. The The system yeah. itself does not support the, quote, the art of medicine. When I talk to doctors and I speak at healthcare conferences, as I mentioned, they all come up to me. The ones that come up to me afterwards, mm -hmm. you're talking about the art of medicine. I'm like, yeah, do they do they teach that in medical school? <laughs> nope. nope. <laughs> We've now got an algorithm. We outsource yeah, that that's to the right. algorithm. That's right. It, the algorithm is, you know, wrong. I'll just say it right now. You know, look, yeah. it's helpful. I'm not going to say it's wrong. It's help. It's a helpful tool. But when it mm -hmm. takes over the art, so to speak, the intuition of medicine, the the understanding of the patient, their life, their history, the, you know, there's not enough time in the day for doctors in the system that we have. And they hate it. You know, the ones that hate it really hate it. But let me also just yeah. say that I am not, again, conventional medicine is life-saving. Let's mm -hmm. just say that. You have yes. an issue that conventional medicine does well, by all means, please, you have to. Yes. If you don't, your body's not going to be happy. Bodies tell me all kinds of things. Bodies don't have a bias. If a right. pharmaceutical does the job, the body's like, bring it on. <laughs> I love That is a really important point. Yeah. Because yeah. there, you know, Modern medicine has become really, really good at something. Oh my gosh. It's an it's really magic. good and so life saving. Yes. There's cer certain surgeries, certain drugs. What I see happening though, and this is this we're talking, you know, we talk a lot about dysregulated circadian rhythms and things, is like there's this um, explosion of chronic illness where people aren't sick enough to warrant the medical, the you know, the miracles of modern medicine, they're just sort of living in this, in this gray area where they, they're not, they're yeah. not well, but they're not in crisis. So the, the yeah. modern medicine can't help them, but there doesn't, there don't seem to be other answers. And so that's why getting this kind of information is. It's huge. And one huge. of the other things it's, it's, it's about finding that path to wellness. One of the other things that we do as medical intuitives that I train people in is asking for information on where to find help. In other words, mm -hmm. I learned so much about all kinds of 
different sorts of healing methods, just doing this work. And again, intuitively discerning and seeing and, and, you know, tapping into that. That's amazing. Um, my, listen, when you think about medical intuitives and healthcare, think about how that could expand healthcare just from that perspective alone. What doctor, yeah. what medical doctor knows enough about Chinese medicine, about Ayurvedic medicine, about naturopathic medicine, about energy medicine? Most do not, nor would yeah. they. Luckily, we have these new two new branches called integrative medicine and functional medicine in the United States. And by the way, there's other parts of the world that are already far more advanced in their own medical systems with homeopathy, herbal medicine, and things like that, parts of Europe and the rest of the world that already do this. They already integrate this. But here in the US, we're just starting getting started with that. So integrative medicine is where um, uh, the kind of I would say embraced me when they found out what I do. And um, I teach a component uh, about medical intuition for the Academy of Integrative Health and Medicine. They're a really important organization in the US that has fellowship uh, education for medical doctors and anyone else in healthcare to learn about these other forms of healthcare, not just typical Western medicine. So they have you know, in their, in their toolkit, mm-hmm. an understanding of how perhaps Chinese medicine might help their patient where conventional medicine doesn't have help. And as a medical intuitive, that's my job also not to know things, but to have a, a line of communication with the quantum field to mm-hmm. receive what could help that person. Think about it. Not everybody's issue is going to resonate with Chinese medicine. Not everybody. Yeah. Not everybody's issue is going to resonate with another form of complementary and integrative care. So to discern and prioritize is also part of the medical intuitive's job. That is so fascinating. So you can ask the person's system. What's going to help? Okay. So what would be the most helpful? And maybe it's hypnosis, maybe it's massage, maybe it's a therapist, maybe it's a drug, but you, you can ask directly and yeah. get to get towards the next step. Yeah. Oh, this is so good. Cause that's another thing that comes up too, right? Is like, if someone's like, okay, I'm open to all the healing things. It's like, well, there's so many different paths to go down. How to that's the point. know? And it's like, what you're saying is like, we have the intuitive capability to, to discern what would be the best next thing for us. Well, you, you know, you get clients who've done everything and or they think they've done everything and they yeah. feel like they've done it, and they have done a lot and yeah. nothing's helped. So what now what? <laughs> right. So you want to look at it um, from that perspective. I mean, we look at it from that perspective and also what could be the genesis of this that may not have been dealt with. Right. Right. But getting down to that root cause. Yeah. Okay. I have, I have one more area I want to discuss before we wrap up. And that's the, the idea of um, who who can become, who has the the skill, the talent, the capacity, because that's another myth that we really believe about intuition is that you have to be special, you know, born a psychic <laughs> with psychic abilities or all those woo-woo words no one likes. Yeah, um, such a false notion. It makes me laugh. That- Listen, you know, my husband said to me once, he doesn't have an intuitive bone in my body. He loves what I do. He supports it, obviously. And I said at one point some years ago, okay, honey, you're time for you to take the 
training my program. <laughs> and he said, okay. <laughs> He's one of the best medical intuitives I've ever met. He's brilliant. And wow. I say to my, you know, if you ask me this question, if I can teach my husband, who's a, you know, very pragmatic fellow, uh, <laughs> I can teach anyone. And which means that anyone can learn it. It's a okay. skill set. Now, I say that with a little bit of a caveat because not everybody wants to learn the the specific technique that I teach. And mm -hmm. just to say, circle back to what we were talking about earlier, there are medical intuitives who use all kinds of intuitive senses. I right. teach the visual sense. So okay. it may not be a fit for everyone, but anyone can try and learn it. If you can see in your minds, if you can imagine something in your mind's eye, you have the ability to do this. Uh, you may not have the desire, but you certainly yeah. have the ability. But the point about intuition on a broader scale is it is a false notion. It's hardwired and it's a part of human nature, you know, okay. to get this yeah. instinct, gut feelings, women's intuition. Mm -hmm. I had, I just knew it. I don't know how I knew it. We have a million ways to say this without understanding what it is we're talking about. <laughs> because it's been so stigmatized and so right. poo-pooed. And there's a good reason for that, I want to say. There have been charlatans forever <laughs> right. who pretend and manipulate mm -hmm. uh, people because it's easy. People are easily manipulated by someone, you know, tapping into the mystical and telling them all these things. And it's a real problem uh, in the field of intuition because who do you, you know, plus ethics, Ethics are even more, you know, that's what we're talking about is ethics. Mm -hmm. If you, if a, if a intuitive practitioner isn't practicing with good ethics, there's massive problems here and leads the way to now, you know, lawsuits and problems and everything. Yep. So we're at the point in history, in my opinion, that we need to understand the ethics of intuitive practices. And that includes energy work or shamanism, frankly, even while well, I know that acupuncturists get trained because they get licensed. There's no licensing for energy work at this point. Frankly, there's not even a national certification for it that makes any sense. So we're on our, you know, we have to make sure that we have these skills and we understand the power differential uh, between practitioner and client. You know, we, we understand that we, we wield power. We have to use it wisely and understand what that is and not breach anyone's free will. We have to honor the free will of our clients. That's what that's a bit of a missing piece here, which honestly is why we formed uh, Nomi. And yes. that's um, if anyone wants to go there, that's Nomi Medical Intuition dot org o r g n o m i Medical Intuition dot org, and you can take a look at our materials there. Okay, that's a yeah, that's a very helpful resource, and it reminds me I was trained as a coach, and it was you know, the International Coach Federation had a very yep. similar yes. trajectory. They built all of the, um, yeah, their ethical principles. And um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that was sort of the core of the training. A lot of the coach certifications and training is just understanding those boundaries. You have to. Again, big missing. It's been the Wild West for decades, you know, yes. in the U.S. And so- yes. I'm very, very pleased to see that. I love, I, I'm also a health coach and I, I got that training as well. So good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So bottom line is if a person is willing and they, they do the work, this is a capacity that can be developed in anybody. Absolutely. 
All right. <laughs> like I said, if I can train my husband, I can train him. And, and, and skeptics. My husband mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily skeptical. He was skeptical of his ability to do it, but he mm-hmm. wasn't skeptical of the process. Right. But I, I've, I've worked with and trained skeptics. People are like, I don't think I can, you know. It's about doing the work. It's anything. It, look, yeah. here's an example. If you wanted to learn to play the violin and you picked up a violin, you wouldn't expect yourself to play Paganini's whatever, you know, right? <laughs> uh, you wouldn't expect that. Mm-hmm. But people have these weird expectations. Oh, I should just know how to do it. I'm like, why? Yes. You know, it's <laughs> like, do you have the skill or do you have the ability to play the violin? Everybody does with whether or not they play it like, you know, a genius or not. I don't know. Whether they want to play it like a genius is actually the question because right. that takes work. <laughs> yes. Right. And so does this. Right. Right. <laughs> and I think that that's a, that's a really important, that's a great metaphor too, because it's just remembering, right? Like intuition is a skill. We can it's practice it. Yes. yes. And I love, um, I th- and I think this is a great place to end. I love you have um, in your book and on your website, this beautiful uh, quiz. Yes, that I that I I think is just really great. So if, if anyone's listening and they're kind of like I don't know, whatever, like go take Wendy's quiz because <laughs> you, first of all, I've, it will show you that you, where you are using intuition. I think just mm-hmm. the questions that you ask, it's like oh yeah. oh yeah, okay, I am doing that right, and then it shows how how it can be developed just by yeah. doing that that fun little that fun little quiz. So I totally recommend that. Um, Wendy, thank you so much for being here. Um, I will put um, links to everything in the show notes. Uh, You have uh, trainings coming up and then as well, the resource that you talked about with your organization. Actually, Anything else you want to mention? Yeah, I'll do that now. Thank you. Uh, There is a a program for everyone, <laughs> not just for healthcare providers that is coming out soon. Uh, I used to teach this uh, on Zoom and in person, but we're transitioning to a self-study version of it. It's called Medical Intuition for Healing and Self-Care. It's a, a wonderful program and it will guide people in not only how to understand their own intuition, but also how to use it specifically for themselves so that they can open that dialogue between their mind and their body and get information the way medical intuitive does for you. You can do this for yourself. So that program is coming out very soon. Go oh, to the wonderful. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's take it and the, the practical path. Is that the website? Yeah. Okay. The practicalpath.com. The practicalpath.com. So there's a, uh, a training for everybody, a training for practitioners, um, and also the quizzes on there, which I think everyone should do. It's really fun. <laughs> and some good guided meditations too that help you learn how to work with your own energy, grounding, shielding, uh, releasing, connecting with guidance, um, having that query with your body. That's on there too. And it's all free. Those are free. Wonderful. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. And I know certainly like the more I learn about this and the more I learn you know, things from the quantum perspective, the more those kinds of practices, those kinds of guided meditations, uh, I'm like, oh yeah, I really need to be doing that. It's really important. They're very helpful for our own (laughs) self-care and also just for understanding that we're intuitive beings, that we have intuitive guidance that we're, you know, that we can tap into. Uh, It's a wonderful skill set to have just in life. (laughs) Yes. It's true. I've I've been slowly working on it and everything has changed. So Wendy, thank you so much. Thank you for the work you do in the world. It's 
just truly phenomenal. I love it. Thank, Thank you for you, being Bridget. here. My pleasure. This has been the Quantum Biology Collective Podcast. To find a practitioner who practices from this point of view, visit our directory at quantumbiologycollective.org. If you are a practitioner, definitely take a look at the Applied Quantum Biology Certification, a six-week study of the science of the new human health paradigm and its practical application with your patients and clients. We also love to feature graduates of the program on this very podcast. Until next time, the QBC.